Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's episode 217, which means we've been getting together over four years talking sports amongst friends around the country. Staredown stands for Sports Talk and Real Estate. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Bill Risser, St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia, and, Todd, and uh, Anthony Malafronte over in Tampa, Florida. What's up, boys? It's Monday night. We've had our first PGA Tour event since COVID. Bill, how are you? I'm good. It's your fault. It's been over four years because you <laughs> started this. I did. Um, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. It's uh, not hard to believe. Four years, and you think of all the great athletes we've seen, the great games we've seen, the the controversies, the, the drama. Yeah. It's crazy. Think about it. Yeah. And I I keep thinking like I'm only on episode two forty two. Yeah. of the real estate session. So I'm thinking if I keep doing a few more of these bonus episodes, <laughs> this, this one could pass the other one. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah, things are great. Things are great here. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to be uh, maybe possibly taking a couple days off this week because wow. nobody's scheduled anything for Thursday and Friday. Mm. So if they don't schedule something tomorrow by noon, I'm turning in a couple vacation days. Anthony, so Todd, Anthony, afternoon. get on the phone tomorrow morning. Get on all the brokers around Florida to try and get them to have a class on Thursday or Friday. Uh, I will not do that to poor Bill. Yeah, a little Thank golf, a little walk in the beach, a little uh, uh, driving to Disney. Yeah, It'll be awesome. Yeah, good for you, Bill. Hey, now, Bill, I, I, I've been just kind of casually uh, peeking at the, at the weather app. You guys, uh, you know, obviously the official first day of summer is Saturday. That doesn't matter whether you're in the north, south, east, or west. Um, you guys, you guys doing okay down there? You guys getting heat yet? What's, is it hot? Is it, is yeah, it just kind of hot? It's yeah. hot. Um, it's, you know, today was, I, I sent something to you guys. It was 90 at like six 30. Um, but today was nice. We had humidity levels around 50%, maybe less. It was amazing. It was beautiful outside at 90 degrees, relatively low humidity for this part of the country. But Anthony, I'll tell you, we've played some golf where it's, um, it is hot and steamy. So You're we're here. By the third and, hole, yeah. And June's typically the hottest month anywhere in the country because that's when there's more daylight than any other mm. month. And so once you hit June 20th and the days start getting shorter, uh, you start moving into what we're going to get into. Look at me talk like a native. And all those late afternoon thunderstorms are going to build up, you know, yep. but, uh, Todd and I um, remember them well. Yep. Yeah. But, but it's, it's been, it's been hot. It's, it's definitely uh, something you got to hydrate and I'm, Anthony and I are trying to do better about, you know, getting a lot of water in us before we play so uh, we can finish strong. Nice, mm. nice. Nice. Todd, uh, you, uh, you got a couple kids out working this summer. You're back, uh, back, at the, back in the face-to-face opportunities there in North Georgia. Is that right? Yeah, really, uh, really cool. Um, really cool week overall, just in, in general. But, yeah, uh, I've been in contact with the kids uh, throughout this uh, COVID, but um, – actually had them under roof uh this past this past week so that was kind of neat i was joking with you guys before at their ages um basically it's a place for them to lay their head but it's still uh it's still kind of cool just to, to to have them around um did a couple things this last weekend uh, i played tennis which is good good to sweat um watched a lot of golf i actually committed to one month of pga tour live i, I pulled the trigger I was wow. so excited, so excited for golf comeback. And, uh, well, one of the reasons was I picked Jordan Spieth in my pool, and he was a featured group, so that kind of gave me a little incentive sure. Sure. To, to do it. Um, that said, uh, PGA Tour Live is much more valuable on Thursday and Friday than it is Saturday and Sunday. Um, 
Saturday and Sundays has some cool things, but it's more, um, you know, featured holes, et cetera. So, um, yeah, so overall, just a great weekend, and, and, and life's good, man. Looking forward to a good week. Nice. Brother Mal, had a good uh, – first your first Monday golf outing of the year today? We did. We did. We had the uh, Father Hartnett uh, golf uh, tournament at uh, Carrollwood Country Club, raising money for the Jesuit High School Scholarship Fund. It was, it was a good time. It was a different tournament, though. Less A lesser field. Uh, registration was, was – very spread out. There's a whole bunch of guys who don't see each other a lot who are Jesuit graduates from going back to the fifties. Were you guys in separate carts? Separate carts? Uh, we were. They they actually I actually rode with Matthew Stephanie, uh my good uh, my my son's best friend, um, who's a Jesuit graduate, um, and now an attorney here in Tampa. We signed a waiver that it was okay for us to ride together. Uh but there were probably half the field was in their own carts. Uh, wow. And it was, which, which limits the field by itself because they can't have, you know, exactly. 144 players on the yeah, course. There were with. a lot of guys who wanted to get into the tournament that couldn't. Uh, registration was different. Normally, um, uh, we have this great paella, like, uh, like dinner at the end, and uh, they hand out all kinds of awards and things. And that didn't happen this year. We're gonna we shot we're 11 under. Uh, we'll find out if we if we cash the check or whatever in an email because uh, people finished golf and just went to their carts and went home. Uh, so it was a, it was a COVID-19 golf tournament, uh, for a good cause, but it was very, very different than, than any of the others we've been. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. You, you played, you played yesterday, obviously with Bill, uh, and then you played today. What was the difference between the feel of the, you, you know, you guys on Sunday mornings kind of have your routine. You just kind of go up, you do your own thing. You, you, you know, there's 80 guys out there, but you really kind of talk to 10. Um, what was the difference between today and yesterday? You know, Sundays is very, very much a routine, right, Bill? We get up, we do our thing. We, the same guys are there all the time. This was, it's more of a celebration of Jesuit that was less of a celebration than it ever has been in the many, many years that I've been playing in it. Um, it's a, a pure fundraiser. We're, we're all trying to take money out of each other's pockets on Sunday. And on uh, this morning we were, Know, making donations left and right for a variety of things. So it's, uh, it was very different in that regard. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, guys, we've had, we had a great weather weekend here in Columbus. Um, didn't get above 75. Uh, it was probably 35% humidity at the, at the top. Um, so both, both days I started on Saturday and Sunday, early tea times, uh, wore a jacket through probably the fifth or sixth hole, uh, pullover, um, which I know Bill and, and Anthony seems like months ago to you guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, a, uh, you know, the, the course is still because of the, we're, we're so short staffed up here and short staffed because the Ohio state university just won't allow part-timers right now. Um, you know, the, the crew can only do so much. So the greens are not probably in the condition they should be in right now. The rough is fucking us open rough. It is just the worst. I mean, it is. And when I play the Scarlet course guys, it's just, it, you know, it's a bigger course than the gray. And so if I miss a fairway, especially if I don't hit it good and miss the fairway, I'm, you know, like I would need to, if I had a great lie, I could maybe get a three wood at the front of the green. And so now it's like a six or seven iron to a wedge. And if I can't get the wedge on now, it's, you know, your fourth shot trying to get up and down for bogey. And so, you know, luckily this week, uh, yesterday I, I, I had, uh, 12 bogeys and six pars. So I shot an 83 
which lo- looking back, you know, I, I was just like, all right, that's not bad. Uh, just, you know, when you only hit three greens in regulation and the greens are not at the speed you feel comfortable putting, it's just hard, man. When you get a birdie putt and you're 35 feet away. So it's, uh, it, it's great to get out. And, uh, certainly, you know, once again, all things considered, we're pretty lucky to, to be able to play right now because there's people doing other sports that can't. Our gym opened up today, and Ryan was at the gym this morning. So happy to be looking back. Guys, let's talk some sports, guys. We had golf this week. We had NASCAR, obviously, has been back for a couple weeks. Soccer, in some form or fashion, has been back. But really, all eyes were on the Colonial Country Club on Thursday. Uh, how many of you guys were watching at least at some point on Thursday? Yeah, all of us. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it, was, it was awesome. I mean, it was I awesome. PGA, I paid for PGA Tour Live, and then I just didn't watch. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so let's, 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 let's go around the horn and just talk about your initial thoughts on just golf being back and just, your, just what you thought about the just, – just initial thoughts, and then we'll, we'll actually break down the, the, the play. But just, Bill, what was your, your feeling on Thursday morning kind of when you got back? Yeah, just, just super odd without having any fans there whatsoever. Um, you know, no grandstands, uh, occasional scoreboard, right? Uh, that was very um, different. And I like, you know, some of the players' responses to that. You know, like, ah, I felt like I was in college. And, and so for me, that was the biggest thing to, that was kind of unique was not, not, not seeing people surrounding a green, you know, and, uh, that, that, and we're going to get used to that for the next at least four or five weeks before they decide to let, yeah. Maybe, you know, some, some people on the course. It'll happen so. up the street for me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, Bill, because really there's not another sport that you would say that, that, that they could say it felt like college because it's not like, you know, if the NFL plays with no fans, they can say, yeah, it's kind of like it was in Gainesville and there's no fans there, you know, because every <laughs> college, even the, even the smallest of the smallest schools, Furman, you know, has 10,000 people on a Saturday, you know? Right. So, um, it, but it was odd. And then yesterday, if you heard – on the 15th hole, there were some people that live across from the, from the course yeah. that had some stands erected and you could hear some clapping when DeChambeau made that putt off the back fringe, right? It was kind of funny. Todd, what were your thoughts on uh, Thursday as the, you know, as, as the PGA tour live came on the air? Uh, although I don't uh, disagree with Bill, um, I took it in a totally different uh, perspective. I was so thrilled that golf was coming. I actually, I actually did research on the course um, actually knew that three, four, and five were the most difficult, difficult holes of the course and knew that one was a par five, but uh, a par is actually not a good score on that par five. You really need to birdie that. Um, I was so excited, um, and I knew it was kind of different. That's why I don't disagree with Bill, but I guess I was choosing just to, just to be happy that there was golf, right? Mr. Um, positive, Mr. Sweetness. I, no, Go no, ahead, no. I, get I it. mean, 13, 13 weeks, I was just happy, right? I mean, it was, it's been a long time. Um, and, and also I loved what, um, Harold Varner the third said, he's like, man, I'm a huggy kind of guy. So this has been really hard for me this whole three weeks. And even, even Xander afterwards, he's like, man, everyone thinks I'm a low key California guy, but definitely missed the crowd. I think most golfers acknowledge that they, they missed it. But, um, as our friend uh, Shay used to say, uh, trust the process. And this is just phase one or two of the process of getting back to normal and, I'm glad that they uh, are taking these steps forward for sure. So it's just kind of be patient and wait soon enough in five weeks. We'll have uh, limited crowds and, and it'll be better. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mal, your thoughts. Happy they're back. 
Uh, I didn't miss the crowds. I thought CBS did an amazing job yep. uh, making it feel like it was a, a golf tournament. It had a, had the, a, a feel of a major with the, the, the number of players that teed off on Thursday morning that were 16 of the top 20 mm-hmm. in the world. It just, it had that, that anticipation of a major. I thought that the, the camera work and the, uh, that CBS put on, I, I thought it was, I thought it was outstanding. I, I listened to a lot of it in my car on the golf mm-hmm. channel and then watched it again in the evening. I tried to get back for as much of it as I could during the day, but I, I just, I'm just glad they're back. I'm glad they're playing. Um, the stories of the, of the players we're hearing what they did when they were off. I didn't know that Sung JM spent the entire uh, off season, if you will, here in Tampa uh, playing golf. Uh, but uh, I, I thrilled they're back. Yeah, I wasn't allowed you know, to tell uh, you. I wasn't allowed to tell you that I was playing with him twice a week. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Obviously, well, you know, help your game, brother. You know, Mel. He has. He's interesting. He has no house. So yeah, he no just to live. Right. He travels to yeah. the next tournament and, and exactly. gets a hotel. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Right. So where did he, where did he stay the last ninety days in a hotel? Probably. Yeah. I, I don't no know. <laughs> I don't know where he was playing. I'm assuming it was either Old Memorial or Avila. That's kind of like my. I'm speculating though. I have no right. idea. Maybe ML, he, is, he lives song. out of a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. ML, isn't amazing? What a great job uh, the PGA, Sirius XM, the, the listening on audio, what a great job they do describing the action. I mean, it's yes. so good. I want to watch on TV, but if I have to run an air and I'm, I'm just fine putting on channel, what is it, 206 or 208? I can't remember, 208, Yes, I think. 206. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and, and listen to that. It's awesome. Mark Lai is terrific. Yeah. He's, yeah. I, I love listening to him talk. Like he talked about Bryson DeChambeau how he thinks they were talking about how he's the scientist and can he carry 240 pounds over four days or over a summer and this and that. And Mark Lai just had a brilliant line. He said, you know what? Sometimes golf is just, you just got to do the simple thing, not the hard thing. Right. Yeah. You may be just overthinking it a little bit. Love it. Love uh, it. Well, I, I love when I tuned in on Thursday, uh, you know, I was super, super excited um, I played early Thursday with Kevin. We normally play on Wednesdays, but he had a work thing. So we played on Thursday, eight o'clock tea time off the course by 10 Oh four, uh, in front of the TV by, you know, 10 40, 10 30 after stopping for a coffee. Um, just, you know, I thought, first of all, kudos to the PGA tour for, you know, I know they always try and figure out like their, their spotlight groups, their feature groups, as they call it. Um, but when you get to watch DJ, Justin Rose and, um, Rice and Shambo, and then who else was the morning group? Uh, Spieth. Rory, no, Spieth was in the oh, afternoon. G- afternoon, yeah. yeah JT. Was, uh, no, Spieth, Spieth, Ricky, and JT were afternoon. And, that's um, right. But it was, it was just unbelievable. Just as, you know, the first day you're like, oh, I want to see more golf, but this is good that I'm seeing, you know, six of the best in the world. And then the next, in the afternoon, it was even better because now that you had a feel for the course – because they did a great job. You know, we, we, we complained. We said we all kind of wish that they would just show all 18 holes like they do the Masters now. Um, remember how long we waited for the Masters to show the whole course? Remember? It used to be we would be excited when they would tune in, you know, at 3 o'clock and they'd be on hole number 8. And right. you got to sneak peek. And then, and then the next year it was 7. And then you got to see 6, the beautiful par, par 3 down the hill. Well, I just thought, you know, by the time Friday or Saturday rolled around – you kind of knew the front nine, you know, and, and because there's such a focus on the play and not the, the gallery and other stories, 
it was just fantastic. I thought the the little things that CBS and the Golf Channel did, the the solitary camera between hole number nine and hole number mm. ten, to see some of the players' personalities. Um, Poulter yesterday walks up with a banana in his hand. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just you know, it sounds like the start of a joke. Ian Poulter walks up with a banana in his hand. Um, but it was just you know, it was so cool. Um, and then the play was. Look, all of us on this podcast thought ads, it's going to be rusty. They're going to maybe shoot seven under. Shit, they shot six under the first day. Um, two guys shot six under the first day, right? Speed, or uh, not speed. Mm. Um, I forget who the first round leader was. Uh, but Justin Rose and Justin right, Rose. Varner, yeah. And Varner. And Varner, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was a it was a fun tournament to watch because there was some great play, but every hole on that course because the tight fairways could step up and and stop you. You saw, you saw Rory shoot 41 yesterday on the front nine. You saw Spieth, you know, bogey 10, then go birdie, 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 then blew it out of bounds when he had a chance to kind of get back into it. Um, Who were some of your, you know, now you talked about, uh, DeChambeau adding 25 pounds over the last 91 days. How about Woodland, Gary Woodland yeah. losing 25 pounds right. over the last 20, over the last 91 days, right? Yeah. Two, 50 he, pounds. he looked good the first three days too. And he just, he, he did. He looked like he didn't have enough stamina to make it the fourth day. Yeah. And, and DeChambeau the other way around, right? People said he's too heavy. Yes. He's not gonna be able to carry it. Um, look, the Nance and, and um, Faldo and these guys made, made no bones about it. These guys now are, plotting out the next 13 weeks and how they can position themselves to not only make some money and make the, make the president's cup or make the Ryder cup, but be in position for the U S open, the PGA, I mean, the U S open, the PGA, you know, and the, and the Ryder cup are within like a, and the, uh, and the FedEx cup are like a five week stretch. It's literally like the race track, but yeah. the race the, and the NASCAR guys, Bill, a lot of it is, can my, can my mechanics get the car in shape? As I said in my blog post today, this is all these guys swing. They can have a caddy, they can have a psychiatrists, but they got to hit the shots, right? Yep. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I like your analogy, though. It is, it is like it's the NASCAR playoffs, <laughs> which is the final 10 races of the year uh, to a championship, right? And they're, they're, that's what they're doing. They're, they're going to have this mad dash you know, to the end. It's going to be... Pretty interesting. And it's going to be fun to see who wants to play a lot. A guy like Ricky, maybe he plays a ton of events. I don't know. We'll see. Well, And, and guys yeah. that take a week off, it's almost like deciding to take a, to go in the pits, right? Yeah, because, exactly. Because yeah. it's like, wow, you could get lapped one week if if five guys that were behind you on the FedEx Cup Very strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Todd? It'll be fun. A lot of things um, jump, jump to my head. Uh, first of all, a lot of big names miss the cut. I mean, DJ, Gosh. Fowler. Phil? Phil, um, uh, I'm not angry Webb, here, but Webb Simpson. Thank Webb you. Simpson, okay, yeah. Kevin, I mean, Kevin, not, yeah. Matt Kuchar. So I was amazed how star studded that leaderboard was on the weekend with a lot of the star studs, uh, staying in at colonial, um, because I think, you know, for travel reasons and practicing, but they weren't in the, that. um, hats off to, um, Harold Varner, um, led the first two days, Felt like I always, gosh, I always feel like it's kind of a blessing and a curse to lead because how many times do you, you know, 
go four rounds and, <laughs> and lead after every day. Um, yeah. But God, I thought he handled it super well. Um, the media had a lot of questions for him. Um, on the course, he never seemed to get flustered. I think him and Spieth pairing on Saturday was outstanding. I mean, you because of no crowds, you heard a lot of them talking and exchanging. Um, and, and my dad used to be of the ilk of, uh, you know, your opponent's trying to take food from your table. And I think these guys are, are – there's, there's respect, right? There's just such mutual respect. Obviously, they're trying to win. Um, but I just love some of the banter and, and talk back and forth. And one thing I'll, I'll end with, Sean, is there's a reason you play 72 holes. How <laughs> often did you hear about Daniel Berger until the back nine of Sunday, right? And, and dude just grinded and kind of was on the second page of the leaderboard and took advantage and, and ends up winning the tournament. And um, it always amazes me how excited you get when your guy you pick is leading or in the top five on Thursday and Friday. But as you like to say, Sean, pump the brakes, right? <laughs> there could be there could be a guy who barely makes the cut that has you know incredible Saturdays and Sundays and ends up in the top five, right? So really, yeah, I mean, congratulations to Burger. For, just for put it in perspective here, Todd. For a second, let me just let me just make a quick calculation here. So sixty-seven guys play the final round. Let's just say they they shot an average of seventy. That's 4,690 shots that happened on Sunday yeah. to change everything, right? And yeah. five of those shots go a different way. Nine different players win that tournament, right? Well, you mentioned Spieth uh, hitting out of bounds on 14. I heard him interviewed. He said it was a very good drive that just – I don't know if it hit a sprinkler head or something. He just got an awful kick. But he was shocked that it went out of bounds because, again, something happened where it just just a bad bounce. Yeah. I mean, think of that bounce – Think of him four putting uh, the day before, uh, and I think it was four maybe. He said minus those two holes, he would have been in the playoffs. You know, now now you he you had to count those two holes, but he said really minus those two holes, I'm in the playoffs. So they asked him, were you happy with your play? He's like, yeah, I'm happy with my play. I always I was going to win, but I played a pretty good 72. Yeah, I'll come back. I'll I'll come back to that, Todd, because I thought as I as I mentioned my blog post today, uh, I thought everyone. Um, was very honest about, look, if you would have told me 35 days ago, I would have played this well, I would have taken it. Right. And so I think the guys are very realistic on the tour. Mal, your thoughts. And then then let's actually break down some of the, some of the players. I think Bill wanted to jump in real quick. No, no, I just, just, just the same thing, you know, just kind of going on, tagging on to Todd's thoughts, you know, that, that the, there were 12 or 13 guys who could have been a 14 under. They all have that mm-hmm. same story. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that yeah, I agree. Just these two agree, things right? happen. And look, and that's, and that's golf. That's golf. That hap- <laughs> that's, I mean, look, I, I could have been in the money yesterday <laughs> if I'd have, you know, not had those two really, really stupid doubles. Yeah. You know, so. Bill, your 83 could have easily been a 79, right? I mean, you could Bill, figure I out think, four strokes. I yeah. think you were in the money. I, I, I can't, I'm remembering taking I, a $5 bill out of my I, wallet and handing and it I to did, you when the I, day was my, my skin did hold up on 16. So I, 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 uh, I cashed a little check for 55 big ones, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> Mal, your thoughts on just the, uh, the, the, the play itself? There aren't many golf tournaments that I can remember where guys shot in the 60s all four rounds and didn't make the top 20. Right. right. <laughs> There's quite a few of them. Kevin Kisner, Tony Finau, or two that come to – and I saw Tony Finau interviewed today. And he goes, you know, I play pretty good. And I'm, he was like eight under. Uh, and But the thing that, that I'm going to dovetail off of what you said, Sean – 
That golf course is spectacular. Oh my mm. God. Yes. I fell in I love just, with that course. I fell in love so with that. So did I. So did I. I, the tight fairways, uh, you hit the ball down the wrong side of the fairway. You're going to get, you're going to get penalized by being either into a tree, uh, behind the tree. You couldn't get to the certain pins if you were on the wrong side of the fairway. It's definitely a shot maker's golf course and being a, uh, a big fan of Ben Hogan, uh, I, I could see why he loved that place and why he won five times. You have to work the ball mm. both ways. It's unbelievable yep. how it's not, it doesn't favor a draw or a, or a fade. You've got to be able to do both. Now you saw DJ DeChambeau, um, uh, Woodland, you know, Woodland, they were just cutting the dog legs, yep. but then yep. if they just missed it. If they just missed it, they got fucked. I mean, they were just like, Oh my gosh, I just went too far. And now where the pin was, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's a shot maker's course. Yeah. Okay. Here's another question. I have not seen a golf tournament where there were that many 360 degree and 180 degree lip outs. <laughs> yeah, wow. It seemed like they happened all four days and they, and CBS had the cameras like right. And you could like right behind the putter. I love that view when you see the putter going back and going through and then the ball hits the cup and goes all the way around. And comes up. It happened like a million times. It happened a lot. It happened oh, a lot of West chase. It happened a lot of West chase on Sunday too, Anthony. <laughs> to me, <laughs> although let's be honest, I three putted two of the first four holes we played and I didn't hit the cup. Oh, okay. So I That's didn't true. have a 360. I just missed the whole hole. Sorry, sorry. So it's all right, Bill. You want to you want to jump on me? I'm good. No, I'm good. You know, like like I you know I think Sean's ready to kind of terribly. Chat. Get it. We're, we're going to chat about those cups you know, were cut very tight. Yeah, they were. I I haven't seen that happen that frequently in a professional golf tournament, and it seemed yeah. to happen a lot. Yeah. Some of that finish, Sean. Hard. Yeah. Well, Look, the weekend was great. Let's just talk Sunday. I mean, I just thought there was, as, as Bill said, even going down to the last six holes, um, there was, you know, I think, Mal, you tweeted out or texted out at some point, five-man playoff looked mm-hmm. almost imminent. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then just because of that course, it's benign, but it will, it'll catch you with one bad shot. Now, look, let's, let's just talk Xander Shoffley. Uh, or as Mal calls him, Z Z Z Z S. I can't S- spell his name. I can't spell either one of his names. So his first name or his last. He name. he should have. He makes two bombs on fifteen yep. to save bogey after hitting in the water inexplicably, yeah. and then with a, and a crappy chip afterwards. Yes, <laughs> and then he makes a sixty footer, and then makes that unbelievable par on seven or birdie on sixteen. Yep, and it comes yep. to seventeen and can't lag the putt close enough. And then literally three sixties, which CBS showed nine times. And every time the ball went deeper in the cup, it was unbelievable (laughs) how much, and you could hear Faldo like just groaning. Ryan and I both, we scared Rondo because we're watching it, you know, in the kitchen and it was, Oh my gosh. Um, DeChambeau, you know, catches the flyer, you know, out of the first cut on 15 and hits it over the green, you know, he said 20 yards farther than he was playing it. And this is a guy that knows his numbers. Um, I was really impressed, though, overall play from players like Thomas and Rose and DeChambeau and really Shoffley was unbelievable at Varner. These guys were so dialed in on their numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, it was 
it was so good to see it. And they've got to be happy, you know, going to the next week to know that, that these guys were on point. Todd? Yeah, just think of 18, right? There's so many good looks on 18. Justin Rose, Bryson, uh, Colin, um, and there's one other. Um, one other. Oh, uh, Kokrak. 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 Yes. That had very good looks and miss, and one guy hit it to tie and get in the playoff, and that was Daniel Berger. So it was fitting yep. that he he was the only one that made that clutch putt, and he ended up winning in a playoff. But that very well those those are four or five very good looks, and only one guy converted, which it I don't, very I don't, easily could have been a, a, a huge playoff. I don't know this for a fact, Todd, but I'm willing to I'm willing to bet a, a beer that Berger made less birdies on the back nine than anyone else in the top ten finishers. He only made two birdies. He made birdie on fourteen and eighteen. Um, and you know, but once again, all he needed was two birdies on the back nine to get in the playoff. And it was just, it's, it's that, it's that race to get in the clubhouse, right? Cause when, um, Kokrak had that chance to get in at 15 and missed it after birdieing 16 and 17, that would have been his first PGA tour win. Berger looked a great round. Finish. What a great round he had though. I mean, gosh, oh, 60, he shot 64, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He had the, he had the best round of the day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, great tournament. And, and you just saw, you know, Justin had it going. Um, just some of the putters were, were unbelievable. Now, on Saturday, Varner, his putter left him, right? He, he missed the short one on seven as soon as they came on the air and then missed a couple inside six feet on the back yeah. nine. He had two birdies over the weekend, both on one, Saturday and Sunday, and that was it. That's and it, that's, really? Yeah, that's, that's where he just – and I don't think he's playing bad. Someone – he you guys will appreciate this. This morning I heard he made – 27 feet of putts on Sunday. That is yeah. not good for a PGA professional. Yeah. They're like, that's a one. So basically long story short, he didn't make a putt. He was tapping in. Yeah. <laughs> he was tapping yeah. in every time. Right. So yeah. a couple yeah. of stats. Did you see speed made 425 feet <laughs> or something crazy yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, did you, did you see what they, on Thursday they showed Kevin Na cause Kevin Na was in the featured group with uh Rose and, um, and, and DJ um, yeah. last year when he won, the tournament. <laughs> Bill, what do you think his per day putts made were on uh, average? Like a length of his average putts made? No, no. His like total putts How many made, putts per round? Putts per no, round? his putts. The length of oh, per footage. Day. Footage. Well, if he won, I'll, let's go 110 feet. 84 crazy. feet of putts wow. made per day. Wow. On average. Per, per day. Right? And so, you know, obviously you saw Shoffley make a 60-footer and a 50-footer, uh, but then miss a three-footer. Um, so once again, it, it kind of odds up guys. When we've Bill, you and I and Mal for sure. have had those rounds where at the end of the day, you feel like you made like eight feet worth of putts. Cause you had just six inch tap ins the whole, the whole day. Um, and, and we weren't done in the playoff with the, uh, 17. Right? Yeah. So let, let, let's talk, let's talk burger. Burger makes the putt on 18. He, he, he stays in, he's, he, he's won two tournaments. So he's not a nobody. He won back to back FedEx, uh, or Danny, um, Danny Thomas, Back when it was the FedEx yeah, St. Jude. FedEx, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he won 2016, 2017 as a Florida State golfer. Coming off um, coming off injury, right? Been very mm-hmm. close, been very close the last three years to the Ryder Cup slash President's Cup picks, but it's never really been that guy that's been over the edge because that no big wins. Um, he makes the stone putt. He has to wait the longest of the guys that, you know, he, he has to hit warm-up balls off the first tee. Why was the range not open, guys? Was there any 
Did they say it was, why it was being were? used for something? I don't know. Uh, if I, I, they said like decorations or uh, there, there was the range was being that. used okay. for something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. they, so they made a makeshift hole one was the kind of, if there's a playoff yeah. kind of goal. Okay. And so Morikawa, uh, maybe the ceremony was the, the ceremony after was happening on the range. I okay. Maybe, a, maybe, a, yeah. They can't do it in the clubhouse because yeah. of COVID. Which seems know. weird. They would, would have planned that thinking, what if there's a playoff, you know? Um, it, the one. Yeah. But it goes to playoff. It goes to the 17th hole and, uh, Morikawa hits first and hits it in the, in the rough. Then Berger, you know, plays it smart off the tee, puts himself in good spot, but still nothing easy on that hole. Hits it over the green. When you guys saw that ball go over the green and saw it disappear in the grass, what was your first thought, Bill? He's not going to birdie the hole. That's my <laughs> <Right>. first thought. <laughs> yeah. He's not. He's not going to birdie the hole. So Morikawa can at least not not try the time. To force, yeah, have to force a you know a, a savior shot. Right. Um, and he had a good shot out of the rough. He put it up in the front left corner. You know, a place where he could chip it up close. It was good. It was yep. a good shot. So Mal, your your thoughts on once again, a, a playoff on the PGA Tour is not match play. It's stroke play still. What were your thoughts on Berger hitting his chip shot and then electing to continue his his honor and putt out from a foot to leave Morikawa, the young kid, a chance to think about a three-and-a-half-footer? I, I liked it. I did too. He looked, he looked over at the, uh, at the rules official and said, can I do this? I, did he pause for a couple of seconds? Wanted to make sure he wasn't going to get penalized, and Morikawa had to let him do it, right? Or else it would have been a penalty. Uh, but he wanted to put his putt in the in the hole and that put a little pressure on Morikawa, which I I I like it. Yeah, uh, I I did too. I thought it it made that three footer three foot one inch or three yeah. foot four inches, and especially after Morikawa just missed on 18, 25 minutes before, right? right. Yeah. Yep. It's golf. It's so heartbreaking. You know, I'd, I'd rather on that yeah. hole was awesome. It was great chip. I, I, I just awesome. love it when really someone good. sinks a ten footer to win instead of someone missing a three and a half footer to lose. Yeah, that's golf. That's sports. Well, that's everything. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick uh, Berger a little bit. Um, and he, he didn't say anything wrong, but afterwards he goes, "Yeah, I feel bad for him, but Spieth in seventeen, you know, hitting the sand, and so I know how he feels." Um, cause I think in the colonial speed hit out of the sand, uh, to, to win the tournament. Right. And that was a famous one where he threw the, when him and his, uh, caddy Geller did the chest bump. No, dude, more missed a three footer. You just say it's unfortunate he missed. I'm glad to win. You, you don't say it happens in poker all the time when a bad beat happens. Oh, well, a hundred hands ago I had, you know, clawed this and I got beat. No, every, every round is itself. Just say, I'm glad to won. Sorry. He, sorry, he missed, but. Give me the trophy. Let's move on, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Berger moves up to eighth or eleventh spot in the FedEx Cup. Uh, some, there were some big names that played well, but guys, a lot of the stars missed the cut, as we talked about. It'll be interesting to see the guys travel over to Hilton Head this week. Uh, a different time for that course. We're two and a half months behind when it normally would be played. Early yeah. March, or I'm sorry, early April, right after the Masters, the week after the Masters. Um, so the course will play a little different. It's going to be hot and sticky there in Hilton Head. Mm. Um, a tight course once again. Uh, another shot maker's course, Mal. Um, you know, Pete Dye, Nicholas Design, uh, rewards great short game, great approach shots, small greens. Small screens um, in, in any turn of the PGA. Small screens yeah. on the tour for sure. Uh, of course, I've played and just it, it'll be really neat to see. And then they go up to Connecticut, then Detroit, then down to Columbus for back-to-back tournaments. 
on the on Jack's big course. So going to be fun to watch. Um, certainly looking forward to it. And I know you guys will be tuned in on Thursday uh, for the action. But really kudos, as you said, Mal, I thought the coverage on all the all the media was was fantastic. Mm. So, Bill, let's talk really quick NASCAR. Sure. Denny Hamlin. There you go. No. <laughs> They're Bill, in Miami. Were- you win all homestead. three stages. Do you get more money? That's my only question. I don't. Well, yeah, you get all the money. You get all the money. You get so, all, okay. all's, all's the money. Yeah. Um, Denny Hamlin pulls out a win in uh, Homestead, Miami. And boy, this is, they usually run this in March, not in June. So weather was a big issue. Lots of uh, delays. Lots Lightning of hits within through. a certain time, you know, a certain parameter, a certain distance from the track. They had to pull the cars in. So they didn't finish till about 1045 last night. Uh, it was pretty late. And you were watching 30 for 30 on the big screen, weren't you? I, I had, yeah, I had the race on the iPad and cause I, the, I lost my little screen TV to Cindy for a monitor working from home. Oh I, my I goodness. gave it up to her. Yeah. Well, I was doing the right thing, but, Amazon, but she's, right? she's back at work. So I'm the monitor's back. <laughs> I'll have two TVs again, but I, I did. I had the, uh, the 30 for 30 we'll talk about in a minute, but, um, yeah. So NASCAR, uh, now they're heading off to, ah, I don't know where they're heading. Oh, I don't know where they're heading off to. Didn't hear him talk about it. Talladega. Oh, Talladega. That's right. Talladega Nights. So a super speedway, two and a half mile. It's a big ass Minimal fans. Yeah. And 5,000. Listen to this. You remember the race they raced at Martinsville? The race, the track is a half mile all the way around. Paperclip, yeah. The back stretch is over a mile. (laughs) The back stretch is a mile long. I've driven past it. It is is massive. Massive. So I was going to say, Sean, Traveling in Alabama, you're driving down uh, 20, 20 yep. west, and you're going and you're going and you're going. All of a sudden, you just see this in giant. It's just in the middle of nowhere, and just this giant super speedway. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's Todd, amazing. When, we, when, we went to, when we went to Oxford, I believe, uh, I think the year you were there. Um, oh, wow, yeah. We were there in December, and the Talladega fall race was going on. And so we went over on a Thursday afternoon, and the campers were already out, and you could see them. Oh, tomorrow. yeah. Um, it was unbelievable because remember we stopped, we stopped to use the restroom and there was a Walmart where like all the campers had parked that, you know, it was crazy. They camp overnight there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, not not to motorhomes are a big deal at NASCAR. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they are. Hey, not to spend uh, time on it, but too much time on it, but truck series is really kind of cool to watch pickup trucks covered race. (laughs) You you understand though, that it's not a pickup truck. It's, it's a race car with a, a body like a of a pickup. It's like a little yeah, frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. And the other thing like, and is. And that's not really, those aren't really Toyota Camrys, you know, in NASCAR. You know that, It's right? the engine, right? It's just the engine. No, it's right? not Made by a Toyota? That. Oh, not Camry. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, it's just made to look like a car. Those <laughs> things are freaking oh, all yeah, yeah, yeah. steel constructed race cars that just, they slap this a little Really? Bit. So there's no yeah, Nissan you know, Sentras out there? No, wow. no, 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 no. Speaking it's not a Ford Mustang. Speaking just of fake bodies, let's talk about Sosa and McGuire. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> hey, real quick, before we go on to NASCAR, Bill, Xfinity, Dale Jr. raced for the first time. We did, like, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He said he would. He said he would uh, pop up He finished fifth, now. believe it or not. Nice, nice. And apparently there was a late caution. He was due to win, and he's apparently, since he's so rusty, his restarts are awful. But yeah. there was a caution with about four or five laps, and I was listening to NASCAR radio on Sirius. He's like, 
when that happened, I was just like, oh, man. Listen to Todd, like, man. Hey, it's not that he's the Channel 90, NASCAR radio. They I'm determined what happened was he had his blinker on the last three laps. Oh, and it, stop uh, it. Yeah, stop it threw off people. He's too old. I get it, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, let's talk Let's talk. Uh, 30 for 30 on Saturday, on Sunday yeah, night. You know, Did you listen, watch it, I, Anthony? I hope you watched it. I watched every minute of it. I yeah, tuned in. I tuned in about awesome. nine forty-five as they were get as they were approaching sixty. Okay. So it's kind of like you know they built up really quickly the the first part of the season. Then really the next forty Hour. minutes yeah. was from fifty-two to sixty-two. It was really riveting. Like I I was doing some other sh- stuff and then I I you know I <laughs> I tuned on and I, like I was thinking I was going to flip over to NASCAR and I was going to you know check. I was riveted, man. It was a great, yeah. it was, it was a well-told story. Look, I, I, I worked in major league baseball in 98. I was still there. I left in 99. So I distinctly remember, I, I mentioned this in our text lines. We opened the ballpark early so people could practice. watch, come watch batting practice with McGuire and Sosa. Mm-hmm. We opened early and then in batting practice, there was a radio station, you know, kind of the gimmicky kind of thing there were certain balls that were like had a little gold star on it. And if you caught one of those home run balls from McGuire, right. Right, you got some special thing from the right, team. Right, right. I mean, it was amazing. Rock 104 is giving you $500 and a Bon yeah, Jovi I mean, CD. <laughs> some, some guy in marketing sold that, right? That's what those guys, those assholes do. Um, they just sell stuff. But um, it, it, was, it, was, uh, it was unbelievable to, to, to go through that season. Unbelievable. I, I don't know where I was going. I don't know why I was there, but I remember being in the airport in the summer of 98 and there was a, you know, kind of a terminal sports bar ish with 10 mm-hmm. TVs. Every one of them had <laughs> either the cup game or the Cardinal game on. Right. You know, right. Yeah. And when you got off the plane, you're like, did they hit one yet? It's one's, no. you know, yeah. you're playing kind of vibe. Yeah. 464 yeah. boarding. Now it's like McGuire's yeah. on deck. Hurry. Up. I gotta, I gotta there, see what he does. There was right? no, there was no Wi-Fi on the plane at that time. You're right. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It was cool. Matt. What do you think about it? You know, you're a you're a Yankee fan. They had a lot of a lot of Maris talk on there. I, I'm a baseball fan first, and it honestly it saddened me. And mm. and they didn't even touch Barry Bonds, right? Uh, At the very end, they did. They just showed him hitting his eighty. Just briefly, yeah. right? But those iconic records, like who's the the single season home run record? Right? In my world, it's Roger Maris. Who's the all time home run leader? It's Hank Aaron. Right? These guys ruined those 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 uh records forever and mcguire when he said uh you know i did it because i wanted to stay healthy part of the record was staying healthy mm-hmm. hank aaron was healthy for a shit ton of years and hit a bunch of home runs and roger maris lost hair right had hair just falling out of his head from the pressure and and it, so it, it made me sad because baseball those records will never be the same. They just won't be the same. They'll be, they're, they're, they're tarnished and hopefully they'll get, get it figured out again. But I was sad watching it. I really was. Yeah. And I, you know, but I'll tell you, Anthony, I, I don't blame, I don't blame McGuire and Sosa. I think they were part of the thing that a lot of players were doing. I get, and I, and I'm not saying that def, that makes it okay. Um, but I don't put a lot of heat on those two guys individually. Those are, those are, you know, uh, you know, like McGuire's definitely a much more of a home run hitter than Sosa was, to be honest. We knew that, right? 49 home runs as a scrawny little rookie in, in 87. Ba- I mean, Bash Brothers. The guy right? was amazing. Yeah. And, um, but you're right. When, when, when 
baseball went through a really rough time. I think I'm I, like, I, I blame Bud Selig and I blame managers and I blame a whole lot more people than the players, in my opinion, because they it's can a little, all. A little asterisk there. That's well, all I need to do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, baseball is baseball and they were playing against, you know, pitchers that were juiced up as well. So it wasn't just the batters yeah. that were, you know, everybody was involved, um, many, many players. So, yeah. uh, so but, but you're right. It, it taints it. It taints it. But, it just know. made me sad. Right, ah, those records, just the history and, and of, of baseball and the, the, the nostalgia of it. I mean, that's what I like about it, right? Uh, yeah. what, what, one of my Jake, biggest ahas of the whole show was, was when they announced or when they said that the year Maris hit 61 was the first year they went from 154 to 162. Yeah, and that the, was and a the big commissioner, deal. The commissioner immediately said, nope, it's not valid. Doesn't Babe count. Ruth is still the home run king, um, based on that. So Todd, to your, to your Todd for the listeners, Todd just showed us an asterisk drawn on a piece of paper. Um, what wh- define asterisks? What is the you know an asterisk in a in a record book? You have to look to the bottom of the page to see what the footnote is for the asterisk. What do you think the asterisk is for? I, I just think that we could, um, to Bill's point and to Mel's point, I think we can honor both eras for what they were. Um, as Bill said, every, you know. And pitchers were juicing. The hitters were were trying to get a competitive edge. There's no reason why we can't honor, uh, uh, you know, um, Roger and Hank for what they did during their time. It's hard to compare eras, right? Sure. And to, to totally shut off an era because of what happened, I would rather just, you know, hey, Asterix, this is the define it as the <laughs> steroid era, even though I'm sure a marketing team can come up with a better way to put it, right? And, and look, Mal's got a point. Um, since they've been clean, relatively clean, kind of, we, you know, no one's approached 61. You know? Beat the drum. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Sorry, no one's bro, approached bro, bro, bro. it. No one's, no one's come close. So <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a valid point there. Uh, but which 70, makes it even harder for somebody to ever hit 85. Right? Oh, but 70 and 73, those numbers are out of this world. I mean, that's, right. I was actually, I was actually at, uh, I was there. Tony Gwynn, um, was, re, was, um, but, but Bill 73 is not the record. 73 broke <clears throat> McGuire. It's 84, I think, is this is no number. 73. Oh, it's 73. 73. Yeah, 73 is the okay. is the home run okay. record for a season. Didn't they say the, the seams were tight last year during baseball? Because there were so many there home were runs. Some bombs. I mean, there were some balls going out. Yeah, yeah I mean, know. there's you always gonna know. be there's always gonna be some theory, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, there's always well, a theory. So so back to the asterisk question, Todd, because it's a great like so you put an asterisk on this season, right? Right, you, you say okay, McGuire asterisks, and everybody you know for the next 10, twenty years knows like oh that was the, the the steroid era. So, if NBA or NHL comes back this year, when and someone wins the Stanley Cup, is there an asterisk? Oh sure, but th- but yeah. that's not it, necessarily it'll negative. Say, it'll but just say COVID shortened season. As, yeah, as, asterisk doesn't necessarily mean negative. Seasons. It's just yeah. there were circumstances that were different right. than the, now. Right. Steroid ones a little bit, but this. If everyone, I look in the record books, Bill, does it say strike shortened season? Um, yeah, I think it does. 80, yeah, yeah, you yeah, look at nineteen nineteen ninety five. It says strike shortened season. Sean, but does it have an asterisk? Does it have an asterisk next to the Yankees or the whoever won that year? Does it have an asterisk next to their name? Yeah, I think I think because it wasn't a full season. Season, yeah. So, yeah, there will be um, a twenty uh, COVID nineteen. There will be a, a, a what is it? Some it kind they, of what have I been saying for the last footnote. month and a half? <laughs> yeah, footnote, what have I been yeah, saying? Exactly. What have I been saying the last month and right. a half? This season ain't going to happen. Yeah. Baseball is not going to play this year. 
Well, that, that, that was, more that more was like my segue to, to get us. To, it looks like both sides are just not going to agree to disagree. And yeah. I think both sides end up losing in the long run. I just think right. people just give up on baseball. And the fans. I, mean, I know that, pain, fans that pains fans. you, Mal, to hear that. Um, I blame the owners more not than the to players. Play. They need not to play. They should cancel it now. We're going to get our stuff together, and we're going to come back for the next baseball season like everybody on the same page. Um, I never thought I would say this, but they need a salary cap in baseball in the worst way possible. Never happen. I know it won't never. happen, but they need yeah. it. You're absolutely They're the right, only Bill, sport. The only sport that won't it won't happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but they it goes need back it. to God. It goes back to fear and Donald Miller and those guys. I mean, they just. They hammered, hammered the owners, contract after contract after contract. Um, and they just, they're not going to go there. Look, they, I mean, they, they were offered 80% of their game day salaries for a 50-game season. And they, they're, they're, the players are absolutely saying it's 100% prorated or we're not in. We want our full season pay for every game or we're not in. And the owners keep coming back with a different offer and they just go, no, no, no. Um, so they want so to be paid on 160 games? They want if 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 for example if a player was making, you know, uh, seven hundred thousand dollars a game in a hundred and sixty-two game season, whatever the number is, maybe it's fifty thousand dollars a game, whatever the number is, they want that same number for a fifty-game season. So, fifty uh-huh. times, you know, they don't want their full salary. They just want they don't. What the owners are trying to do is say, well, because of all this other stuff, because we're so in the hole, um, we're, we just we'll pay you. Um, your game day salary is normally a hundred thousand. We'll pay you eighty thousand, and we'll play fifty games. And the player said, "No, we we get what we get per game. It doesn't matter how many games." So, Bill and Bill, now, quick question before we go to to uh, Mount Rushmore: um, Does this help or hurt like the college baseball, amateur baseball? Because the, they're the guys that are getting screwed. It's not. It's not the. It's not the guys that have a guaranteed contract. Mookie Betts is going to make his money this year or next year. Right. Well, he won't make it this year. No one's going to pay this year. No one's going to make it this year. Yeah. I think it, Sean, to answer your question, I think it hurts. Yeah. I think ultimately you got millionaires fighting billionaires. You got a handful of guys who are, who are uh, represented by the Scott Boroses of the world. uh, But they rely on folks like us and folks who make less money than us to watch on TV and come to the stadium and buy a bag of peanuts and make it a big deal to bring your kid to a game. Um, Drop 200 bucks on a night at the ballpark. Right. I mean, unless you're in Tampa, they rely, (laughs) they rely on, on, on people making far, far less to, 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 to put the money in their pockets. And I think people are just going to get sick of it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and I may be wrong. Maybe someone gave me a better argument, but, my knee-jerk reaction is the players are trying to get prorated what their game salary is. I'm blaming the owners for not making this happen. I agree the with players, you. The I players, agree. it'll be 50, 50 games. We're not asking for a full pay. We're asking for our in-game pay. The owners need to take this right off this season as fan goodwill and interest and come April or March when pitchers and catchers report and everyone go back, that's when they, they, they can really make their money and, and breed goodwill. That's yeah, just my, my take. Yeah. You know, know the, what? The biggest issue. You're 100% biggest, right. You are. But the biggest issue is You're this. 100% do you know, right. Do you know, how the, you, know, you know how old the average baseball fan is? Aging. 52. Yeah, aging. 52. Right. Think about that. 
Are you talking about realtors or average <laughs> Both. And that's Both. and that's where the NBA has done so well with exactly. the fan experience of getting yep. people in, right? And, Mark and look, Cuban started that 15 years ago. Base, it's about the fan experience, yeah. not Baseball, the Baseball, uh, in 94, when the Padres were purchased by Larry Lacchino and John Moores, and they brought Charles Steinberg over from the, the Orioles, it was all about experience, game day experience. That's what they promoted, promoted, promoted. And the Padres were the first team to broadcast every single game on cable. And people screamed at them going, you're crazy. You're going to kill your gate. The gate went up mm-hmm. because people saw how much fun the ballpark was. Mm-hmm. And it was affordable. And more people showed up. So it's weird how you think one thing will affect something. You just don't know until you do it. Um, but you're, you know... Who knows? From ninety after ninety four strike ninety five ninety six ninety seven sucked. I was there. <laughs> Attendance was down year over year. Um, ninety eight really did create this incredible rush that brought baseball back. And not to belabor, but SunTrust Park now Truist Field has built the battery around the game, and half the yeah. fun of going yeah. to the game was going to the yeah. battery. And all yeah. those businesses are suffering because these billionaires can't just say, you know what. Yep. Well, the ripple effect, Sean's ripple effect on this one is massive. The ripples are like tidal waves. It's huge. Yeah. The arena district, all all those restaurants down there, not sure if they, you know, because it's not like it's chains down there. It's not like it's Applebee's and and Chili's. It's, you know, it's three-legged mare and it's, it's, you know, Gordon Biersch and it's, you know. Applebee's and Chili's are going bankrupt too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even the big ones can't hang in with this. Come on, others. Let's do the right thing. Let's go. All right. All right. Great talk. Hey, listen, it's just fun to have some sports talk instead of just uh, just talking about our our, our golf. Um, Premier League comes back Wednesday, boys. Premier League comes back Wednesday. Yes. I'm just going to say it. All that right. means next week we get, a, we get a little more deep dive. Mal, you are up. It's this week's mm. – it's this week's Mount Rushmore, which is just really a conversation of, of 16 topics or 16 things. It can't be worse than last week. Can't uh, be worse what? than last week. What? <laughs> so Mal, I'm going to set it up. You're going to you're going to name a topic, and we're going to go around the horn now. It's kind of a change we made. Oh, I'm last. Oh, damn it. <laughs> this go, is going to be easy then. Mal, you, Tom, you want my being last for this one? All right. I, I I I struggled with this, and I decided to go with the one that Bill and I talked about on the golf course. But I tried to come up with a food one. And I didn't think I could top cookies, so I just went away <laughs> from food altogether. And it's real simple. TV's greatest characters. Oh, wow. TV. Okay, now, mm. the only caveat is if you can't name the character, right? You can't you use You can't them? say Hen- the guy that Henry Winkler played. Okay? <laughs> right? Oh, you just You got to be able to say Fonzie. <laughs> So define right. TV. Define TV. It's TV. It's, it's network series, TV. Right? Not movies. Not, yeah, not, not like movies. network Netflix. television. So could it be comedy so it can't drama? Be HBO can't be Netflix. Oh, HBO works, no, no, right? No, HBO it's works. It's not a movie. Like, no, a not a movie, right? Series. A, a series, right? Okay. Greatest okay. TV characters. And if we have time, I would love to have, after we're done with the 16, pick the four that are the Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. oh boy! Oh, that's going to be a if battle. We, that's going to be. If we can, that's going to be. I like that. I, I like that. Fight for your guy, right? Uh, Fight for right. It's, it's three against one. It's you three against me on that kind of shit. This is not going to play out nicely. No, I don't know. I, you have a very, you have a very keen sense of this stuff. Well, my name's Bill. Somebody pick All somebody right, from so, the wire. I'm not putting somebody from the wire on the Mount Rushmore. I'm just fucking telling no, you right let's now. Let's just, you know, let's just see how it plays well, out if we have right. time. 
F bombs are plenty. I'm, I'm I know. Who that. cares? I'm going to market is you know not not for children. We'll be fine for one episode. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to start it off right here with, in my opinion, the single greatest TV character of all time, Archie Bunker. Oh, <laughs> nice. He was good one. Great he, one. He changed the way we watch TV. That show changed the way we watch TV. Archie Bunker had said some things that you can't say today. No. And he said them in a way that they could be said in the 1970s. And you know what's the funny? One of the most important things he did, he flushed the toilet. I remember how big that was when he flushed yes, the toilet. That was huge. You heard it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And, and, you know, and he was he Carol was in Connor, Edith. Yes. Carol O'Connor couldn't have been farther from Archie in real life. Exactly. Knew that, right? Yeah, just the nicest yeah. guy. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I love that. That's what acting is, right? Yeah. That's a good one, Mal. Nice. All right. Todd, you're up. All right, um, I'm going to take this one because I think, Sean, you may agree with me. I'm going to go with um, Walter White, Breaking Bad. Nice. One of the best. Coming. Saw the sorry. final episode. I saw the final sorry, episode. Sorry. I know every storyline. As soon as, so, as, soon as you me. asked, does this count not TV? I said, he's going Walter White because yeah, yeah. Exactly. there may not be a better. Uh, and I know, Bill, you're not in those kind of shows, but his character development, there's nothing better than the-, the From the, the first episode, the, the dying, the dying- I, I watched, I watched, I, I watched the final episode. Yeah. And I can no, tell I, you every storyline. Because <laughs> they Bill, all got wrapped up. They all got wrapped Bill, up in the Bill, final episode. that's why we watched the last four laps of a NASCAR race. Because exactly. that's all we need to know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll say this, when he said, when, when he afterwards said he liked what he became- because he was a nobody biology teacher, at least he was powerful. That was that was amazing. So okay, there you go. Sorry, Bill. I believe you. I believe you. Go ahead. Who's up? Anthony's even shaking his head. Come on. My number one pick was on the board. I got to go with it. Jack Bauer, twenty-four. You can have him. God. Not a bad pick, but I wouldn't. Yeah, Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland. Never never missed an episode of that show. Um, just once just, again, never saw an episode of that show. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go I'll, such a I'll different route from I'll see you're never seeing all. 24 and I'll raise you a Barbra Streisand movie. <laughs> I'm, no, no. I, I, you know, I'm just going such a different way yeah, uh, that's in hard. my mind. Yeah, that's good. I mean, so my first, my first character, because you said character. Yes, I did say character. Creed Bratton as Creed Bratton on The Office. I'm with you. Oh good, good my stuff. God. <laughs> He's amazing. You know, he was one of the main writers too, which is so amazing that he wrote himself in for those little no. subtle comments. One-liners. He like, was not. Like, he was not a writer. Are you my sure? favorite? No, he, he, was he wasn't. A yeah, and and Creed 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 played in the Grassroots. He was a drummer for the yeah, Grassroots. Was, you knew that, he, right? He, he was, he a, was musician. A, a musician who never acted. Oh, I thought he was a writer. <laughs> no, no, there no. A lot Toby of was people. a writer. Uh, yeah. Mindy Kaling was Toby, a writer. Um, Ryan was a writer, but yeah. not BJ. Not BJ, uh, what was Novak? Uh, yeah, Novak. He was a writer, producers right. and directors. They did all that, but but let me just give you the my favorite my favorite scene with Creed because <laughs> <laughs> he was always they always thought he was like this closet murderer, right? But he shows the up. Scream Strangler, right? He, he shows up to Halloween. <laughs> he shows up on Halloween day and his shirt's all bloodied like a costume. And he sits down and he goes, oh, today's Halloween. Wow, that's really, really good timing. I mean, that's just a great <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Wow, that's, that's your number that's one. Crazy. That's amazing. That's my, that's amazing. I, I love that guy. Okay, that's I like classic. it. Yep. I know he won't be on the mountain, but that's all right. That's okay. That's great. All right, back to me, Mal. Uh, um, yeah, this guy might not make them out either, but he's again 
Uh, one of my favorite characters of all time, Andy Sipowitz. Oh, he was on my board. He was from Hill Street Blues. I wow. love Andy from Sipowitz. From NY, NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue. I told, I told me, Cindy yes. this was going to be so freaking drama heavy. I told her. Oh. Bear with me, Bill. Bear with look, me. Okay. Look, Mal. Help me Mal, out. Help me out. The guy help was so in character. He never, ever, I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost willing to bet money on this. Every episode, never wore a long sleeve button down shirt, always short sleeve. Yep. That was his character. I mean, he was so in character, but there was nothing that was more rage to make you tear up than Andy yes. Sipowitz, right? He was great. I mean, he was so good and he would get so angry at the scales and the, and, oh God, he was so good. And he had the little one-liners gonna, that were hysterical. I'm just just going to zip it up. Would, just zip it up. Drop, say he, would drop, he would drop a little I never, I never watched you. that show, so I can't comment. Oh, never great. watch it. Wow. Never watched, never watched it. I don't, I don't think I ever missed one of those shows. And, and the fact, that, and Mal, that he was so good with David Cruz. Bill, you want to go offline, Bill? Jimmy Smith. Sure, yeah. With, with Jimmy Smith. <laughs> yeah. With, with, uh, Get your phone and start texting. With Mark Paul Gossler, <laughs> with Ricky yep. Schroeder. Right? Ricky Schroeder, yep. Yeah. No matter who they put in. I'll give you like a, just a little thing. Gregory. Was so Todd, what are you thinking about? My for breakfast oldest tomorrow? son, we would get, we would get. <laughs> I like a veggie. Little omelet. Haagen-Dazs ice creams, like the little, the little pints. Black coffee. And so, and we would, we would eat a pint of ice cream and watch Andy Sipowitz on Wednesday nights. It was awesome. All right. Like a are great we done? Little father son right. moment. Yes, we awesome. are. Okay, All right, good. Todd. All right. Bear with me, Bill. Um, Bill, I know you've never seen this, but Anthony of Sean, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. To me, this is one of the best character developments, along with Walter White. I'm going to go with uh, Dexter. Dexter Morgan. Have you guys watched Dexter at all? That show freaked me out. I don't watch. I don't watch slasher shit. I hate. No, I got you. I got you. And and Bill and Sean, if you haven't watched, I highly recommend it. But what I love about his his character is his dad was chief of police. And Dexter was a troubled, troubled young man. Uh, Dad realized he was troubled. And instead of trying to change him, decided, you know what? I'm never going to change this kid. He's going to be a murderer. But let's channel him to be a vigilante killer and kill for good and not kill for bad. And and that alone is just an amazing storyline. Sean, if you haven't watched Dexter, please do. Anthony, if you're bored, rewatch it. It's really good stuff. And Bill, I'm okay that you don't want to watch it. I know it's not your your bag. Not my, not my bag. bag. Yeah. All right. He was go. chilling to watch on TV. Oh, it was amazing. And <laughs> here's a really quick backstory on this. Um, and, and I'll try not to take long. Do you remember the writer's strike in the late 2000s? I want to say like, Oh, nine, 10, 11. Does anyone remember that? If not yes. Google it, yes. the right, yeah. the writers went on a strike. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Dexter was on showtime and it was barely making it. So CBS, who owned Showtime, was so desperate to air programming before they had a reality on every night of the week. They yeah. put Dexter in. The fans loved it, and it just launched the series. So without the writer's strike, Dexter would have been dead on arrival after one season, right? So Damn pretty it. cool. Pretty- <laughs> so, so close. So close. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Bill. Well played. I like it. All right. All right. Very good. Don, who's up, Sean? All right. I'm up. Okay. I'm going to say his name. You're going to say who? Oh James Ford. Who? But if I say He's on the wire. The wire. James Sawyer Ford. Sawyer from The Wire. From Lost. From Lost. Oh, never watched show. one episode. I've never of Lost. seen an episode of Lost. Wow. Never one. Never one. I'm with you, Bill. Sawyer. 
Sawyer from Lost, yes. One of my favorite characters, his his quips, his, his names for everybody, once again, loses it on, on the panel here. But our listeners, uh, both of them are like, yeah, Sawyer. Yes. <laughs> I've watched two, one drama series of every episode of one drama series. What do you think it is? Sopranos. I love oh, yeah, gangster yeah. movies. That's the Ooh, only on. drama I've ever watched from Sopranos. I may need to, to revamp my... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not even taking Tony, but um, wow. it's me, right? I think a Tony. It's, wow. yeah. it's you. It's one of you, you guys can have. I, I, this is for me and Anthony because you two are too young. Um, I think, but Ted Baxter on the oh, Mary yeah. Tyler Moore show as a character mm. was unbelievable. Yeah, Lou Mer Mer Lou Mer Mer. <laughs> That's great. I love Bill. Ted Baxter. Ted Knight is, that is great. A comic genius. So yes, uh, very good. So cool. All right. All right. We're back to Mal. Mal. It's back to me. Now I'm going to Sopranos, but I'm not going with Tony. Wow. Right. I think just for me personally, Paulie Walnuts is one of the greatest TV characters. <laughs> with the side wall with the sidewalls. <laughs> He's on the, the, the scene, the, the the show when he's in the with him and uh, 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 I even forget the Michael? guy's name, Michael are yeah. out in the in the uh, in the, oh, woods the woods and he loses his shoes and all that in the snow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, with, uh, with Chrissy, with Chrissy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. Paulie Walnuts for me is just a, a classic TV character. He he was ruthless. He was he was dumb. He he, he was just everything, and he he was hysterical. I just love Paulie Walnuts. Cool. Love it, love right. it, Todd. We should have to forget a lock in our answers before we do this because, <laughs> um, so and, and I'm going to ask for two honorable mention afterwards. Well, we uh, we can also yeah, okay, it. good. And so Tony Soprano is one of the greatest conflicted characters of all time. He's a mob boss that has to go to see a psychiatrist because he's having anxiety attacks. I mean, just think of that dynamic. And he's from a proud Italian family. No one here would know that, that you can't show to his <laughs> wife and family I'm having these problems. He just has to suck it up and eat it. The dynamics of Tony Soprano and the Sopranos is one of the greatest characters um, ever. So, Bill, you reminded me, um, and I have to put him in my top four. Right. He's, yeah. That's just amazing. Just Good. amazing. His character. Good for you. Thank you. So you're on Tony Soprano? <laughs> After one all of that. The greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest TV lines of all times is Tony Soprano. He's talking to Melfi after his boss died, and she asked him, have you ever been tested? Because he died of colon cancer. And Tony puts oh. both his feet. He had his legs crossed. He put both his feet on the ground, and he leans forward, and he looks at her, and he says, I don't even let people wag their finger at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I you like told to me win that uh, line on the golf course when I told you to get scoped. Remember? Okay, good. Yes, I do. I liked it when his, AJ was misbehaving and Carmelo wanted to send him to a military camp. Or no, Tony did, and Carmelo didn't want to. He goes, what's the big deal? They just march around all day. <laughs> he was fantastic. They just march around. That's all they do, right? Great character. Awesome. Thank John. you, Bill. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going off the board on this because of the fact that off the board. Your first two weren't off the board? Well, but yeah, I was going to say, you're, now you're going off the board? <laughs> but you're, you'll, you'll, see what, you'll see what I'm saying. Sean, come back to the board. It's like Ouija. Let's help him. Let's help Don't him. Don't go but farther David, away. David Marine will, will shit on you guys for saying Jack Bauer is not the greatest character. Oh, uh, we're teasing. He's good. Who I didn't cares? sit and watch the show. David, okay. he's, a Mets, he's so, a Mets fan. 
what I'm going to say is these two, these, these, my name is going to be two names because I don't think you can separate them for the character they played. And it's Joey Tribbiani and Chandler Bing from Friends. They are. You only get one. You can't take. Yeah, them that's kind of like a revolver, I, rubber sole yeah, type deal. It doesn't yeah. work, but you pick have to one. pick one. And I know which yeah. one you should pick. Joey you, Tribbiani. It's a, easy. Exactly. That's a Joey great, Tribbiani. He was. He was. He Joey was. Tribbiani. Guy. But, but Joey Tribbiani, much of his greatness was off of Chandler Bing. I get it. I get or it. Or Chandler Mong, as you go for the uh, for the uh, CD, uh, Todd, the the Columbia House CD <laughs> name, Chandler Mong. Um, Joey <laughs> Tribbiani <laughs> from Friends. Yeah, good it's, call. I love um, it. And literally on that show, if I watch that show on reruns, any one of the f- six characters is really good at what they do. They just each stayed in their lane. Good ensemble. Yep. And they were on there, but great ensemble. But I'll go Joey Tribbiani. All right. I thought I thought this guy would go quicker, but um, Jerry Seinfeld. I can't. I can't pass. <laughs> what? Who's that? Jerry Seinfeld. Chandler Bing. No. Um. Uh. Larry David. Curved your enthusiasm. Wow. Larry David. Never, never seen one. Never seen. I know. Episode. I know. And oh, it's, it's so it's, good. It's it's amazing. Um, you know, kind of like think about it. It's a big That's chunk a of that show is ad libbed, and they just have fun and they riff, and it's a bunch of really smart people that uh, have a great time. So that is a yeah, great. And, and, and really, Jeff Garvin on that is he's spectacular in his. Role. You could Lillard almost you could almost take him, yeah, instead of Larry. <laughs> I'll go with Larry David. He, Sean, you know, and we've talked about this, the present premise of that show is they write an idea and then let them go, right? Let them run. There's no, no script. Oh, really? It's, it's yeah, you, walk it's, in, you walk in the room, you see Bill with an ultra and he's sweaty and Mal is, li- Mal is limping. Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Back around the horn, Mal. One final round. It's Sunday. Ooh, there's so many good ones, but I'm gonna it's I'm going Monday. kind of date myself a little bit. But, Don't lip out a putt uh, here. Come on. No, just I mean, his influence on TV. I'm going with Spock. Nice. Oh, wow, dude, that's great. That is freaking wow. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was, uh, is that James Leonard Nimoy? Spock. No. Leonard Nimoy as 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 Spock. Spock. I don't think what he had is, a first name. You're thinking of James C. Kirk, which is the captain, yeah. but no. Yeah, I don't think Spock's Spock. name was just, he was just Captain just Spock. Just Dr. Spock. Captain Spock. No, just Captain Spock. Spock. Yeah, just Spock. Sure. I mean, there's a couple a, others that... Uh, he was a Vulcan. Yeah, he's a Vulcan. Bones, so no, Bones, Bones was a doctor. I don't think Spock was a yeah. doctor. I think, yeah, you're I think thinking you're right. too hard, Sean. Spock. In the movies he later, he became an admiral, but that doesn't count, so... Okay. Hmm. Todd. Mm, All right, fine. I got two honorable mentions that I have to bring up. One that I like more than the other, but oh, you might Bill. be stealing. Okay. No, no, I'm not going to mention now. I'm going to wait till okay. those. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to choose this, and, and Sean, like you, we teased you about Chandler and Joey. Um, I'm going I'm to make my choice, and I'm going to tell you why I liked them better than the other one. I'm going to go with George Costanza from Stein, Seinfeld. Yeah, right? yeah. Any four and, of those, but that's great. Well, and Julie, any four, but Kramer's the obvious other big pick. Yeah. And I'll give George the slight edge. Kramer was a brilliant physical comedian. I mean, he was all props and falling and entering yeah. the room where George just, George was George. And by the way, uh, Sean, Larry David was the basis of George Costanza. Right. Jerry Seinfeld and Larry Davis, David were good friends. Um, and they decided to make that show and they cast George Costanza to play the Larry David role. 
And both um, made close to a billion dollars off Seinfeld. <laughs> They're just, they got such Jerry and money. Larry. That's me, Jerry and Larry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't Jerry cry for Kramer, George, and Julia, but they only no, made a hundred million. They didn't make a billion, but they only made a hundred million. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I'm going to go with George Costanza. Oh, man. Okay. It's me? No, it's me. Oh, okay. And I got a good one. You guys may not like it, but he's one of my favorite characters of all time. Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Oh, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a good one. I was gonna go Eric Taylor. I was gonna go Eric Taylor, but I think I thought he was kind of just the generic coach. But Tim Riggins went from the drunk, you know, troubled full, high schooler fullback to the yeah. kind of the star on the team. Then he went to the you know the the grad. Oh, what a what a great, great character. Tim Riggins played by Taylor Kitsch. I think that's a deep pull, but I, I like that. I like that. It's uh, a great one. Yeah, but uh, you went deep. You went deep in the vault on that one. Dead reference. So. I, I went. To, I went to. I went to some of my favorite shows that I would like not miss. Yeah. I mean, because right. yeah. you you can go to the you you know you can look at the the sitcoms that are popular. Um, you can and things like that. you can go for Mr. Kincaid on the Partridge Family, right? But you don't want <laughs> feel like it. Hey, Bill, Bill, I, I can get a good look at a steak by sticking my head up a bull's ass, but I'd rather take the bunch of Blah, 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 blah. Okay, good. So, all right. I, I'm going to do my honorable mentions, Todd, because I'm last. No. Nope. I'm last. Oh, can no we all go around? Can we all, all go right. around? All no, right, all no, right. no, no. Bill, you're last. Get your fourth, get your 16th pick in, and then we'll okay. go around. And then we'll go. Yeah. God, it's, it's so tough because I've got three here. Uh, Sheldon Cooper. Nice. Uh, yeah, on Big Bang Theory. So nice. um, wow. never missed an episode that that show's amazing. One of the smartest. We done good kids. We done good. That's excellent. Yeah. He's amazing. That's a great one. Sheldon. All right. You want to go uh, now? Start with your two honorable mention if you have them and I'll do yeah, my throw two. two out. Yeah. With, yeah. And two All and right. done. Latka. <laughs> oh, nice. From taxi. Okay. <laughs> From taxi. Again, made me laugh out loud about all the stuff he did. And, and Homer Simpson. Mm. Bingo. Good one. Oh, that's good. Nice I have job, a few man. more, but those are the two yeah. that are at the top of the, the remaining top of my list. This guy, they just made me laugh. Todd. All right. So my two honorable mention were both tickled by, um, obviously not Sean, but tickled by Bill and Mal and their first two choices. Right. Sean, you like that dig? I get no, I get nothing. Sorry. Sorry, man. He doesn't care. Good. He doesn't care. <laughs> <All good. laughs> So, uh, uh, Bill, you mentioned Creed Bratton, your first choice. Michael Scott's yeah. got to be one of the best <laughs> best characters of all time, yeah. right? Unbelievable. How, how, how deep and complex of this goofy yeah. class clown that is really you know, you know, sensitive. Funny, Todd, Todd, you could say Dwight Schrute. You could say uh, Jim. Yeah. I almost but took I Meredith, Michael, Meredith Michael drinking the whole time. I mean, Michael Scott is great. A great pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many layers in that guy, right? So many layers. Yep. And then um, – Mal, you and Bill, I don't know if you want to jump in or, or keep going. No, no. Okay. No, you two, Say you two. two. Say you two. And Mal, you mentioned um, the great um, Archie Bunker, your opening pick. Um, I know he's, you know, if, if Archie's Miller, this is Miller Lite, but Ed Bundy has got to be a, a great, <laughs> a great character. Married children. Great. Yeah. Married yeah. children, right? And Todd, yeah. remember, remember, it was on Fox, so it could be a little more cutting edge, right? <laughs> a little it more. Could, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yes. Was, it was definitely a little more cutting edge, a little more, uh, not – not necessarily racially, but it was always that like just borderline sexual uh, tension with with peg just slightly Bundy. inappropriate. Not yes. you know not arrest him inappropriate. Just kind of cringeworthy inappropriate. <laughs> yes, was, like I can't believe Fox is doing this, which made more people want to tune in to see what Fox was doing. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So my my uh, 
my fifth and sixth picks on the on the bench. Um, Alex P. Keaton. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Family like ties. Cindy wanted me to take him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, That's the, a great one. The 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 young Republican poster child <laughs> in the um, liberal yeah. household. Yes. Um, and then I got to go to Boston. Go to Sam Malone. Oh, nice. Cheers. Yeah. Beautiful. Who's the next like one on it. my list, Sean? I like your fifth and sixth better picks better than your second and third. That's okay. <laughs> but it was my picks. Sometimes. My picks. Touche. Touche. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a couple weird ones out there, like I haven't already. Okay. Um, Rose Nyland. From the Golden oh, Girls? From the Golden, Golden Girls. Girls. Betty White. Oh, That's great. I saw, I saw <laughs> zero episodes one. of that. Zero. Yeah, I, saw, yeah, I, I, don't think, I didn't see them all, but I saw many of them. And that only because funny. maybe my mom was watching or whatever. But hey. Golden Girls was hilarious. Nice. Nice, yeah. And then this is, this is really uh, a deep poll. But I don't think you'll know who Kenneth Parcell is. Is that uh, White Shadow? No. Sounds good. This is the character's name is Kenneth. And Kenneth Parcell was the intern on 30 Rock. The, oh, wow. the country bumpkin. Kenneth, just sure, had, with the he blue coat. Always had the blue he from, coat. He was from Alabama. He was a page. Yeah. That's what he was. He's from Alabama. He's from he Alabama this, up in New York. Oh, that's good. It was wow. unbelievable. Yeah, so that's just because I had never missed an episode of 30 Rock. Just it sounds like writing. Anthony It seems, sounds like Anthony tipped you off on this before uh, Sean have. and I just he were might have. We talked about it. it. We talked on talked about it yesterday Sorry. on the golf course. Should we so. protest Sean or let it go? Yes, you can protest vehemently if you want. We category. did a pretty good job. So nice job. job. I might I might build some little images here and put it on on Facebook and say who had the better four. Oh uh, no, oof. I'm gonna get hammered. <laughs> Come on, four plus honorable mention. Now listen, on you got comedy Mal, lovers. Come Mal's on, got, comedy Mal's lovers. got Archie, Andy Sipowitz, Polly Walnuts, and Spock. Todd's got Walter White, Dexter Morgan, Tony Soprano, and George Costanza. I'm gonna win by a I've mile, got Jack guys. Bauer, Sawyer. <laughs> Joy Tribbiani and Tim Riggins. So uh, I'll, get, I'll get the female crowd. No, I'll get the yes. female crowd. They like they like uh, Sawyer, Tribbiani, Riggins. And, Riggins. Um, okay. and, and Jack Bowers. Bill's got Creed Bratton, Ted Baxter, Larry David, and Sheldon Cooper. Bill has the who's that category? That's um, old white guys <laughs> hey, by the like way, comedy. <laughs> by the way, shame on us. Did we pick? Oh, no, you did, Bill. You picked a lot of female characters. I, was about to say, I well, did. I, a lot of female I also had Aziz Ansari as Tom Haverford on Parks so and Rec. So good. Yeah, that's I mean, a great character. I could add a person of color on yeah. my team. I but Todd, as, as we were going through that, I was thinking, like, is there a female character that like like lives? Yes. I could have put I could have put Elaine on Seinfeld as easy as George. TV's great greatest character, characters, right? though. TV's yeah. greatest hey, Ricardo. Character. Yeah, maybe you go yeah. with TV's Lucy? greatest male characters, and we'll do female next week. <laughs> that's a good idea. May want to do male in these in these times. All right? Todd, so Todd's that, category next week. We'll see if he if he goes uh, PC. Yes. Well, you you can go to PC when you put your post up and go. We voted on TV's greatest male characters. Oh, you want me to edit? Okay, <laughs> don't get us in trouble. <laughs> All right, there we go. I, I, I can do that. All right, guys, let's wrap. Go around the horn really quick. Mal, your week coming up. What do you got? Uh, Sounds like business is back. We are busier than all get up, man. It's great. Um, Todd, no, Todd, as Matt Canfield said, busier busier than a. Well, one arm paper, paper hanger. hanger. Yeah, go go see go simple. <laughs> go with that one. Uh, busy than one arm paper hanger. We're uh, just you know getting up, showing up, and doing the work every day, Sean. And uh, uh, I'm working with my very first client. Uh, oh, cool! Sold sold the house to them 16 years ago. Uh, they're now they've really done a beautiful job uh, fixing up the home. They've lived there for 16 years. Uh, he's a car guy, so we're looking for a piece of property with three 
hopefully four garages uh, so he can put a couple of his cars away. And uh, uh, we were out Saturday looking at two homes. His daughter, who was like eight at the time, is now a full-grown woman. And so that was fun. Mom and dad looked at the houses and she and I hung out and just watched them do their thing. So we're going to do a little of that. Uh, I showed two buyers homes this past week that we did virtually. They had never walked into the houses, one on Friday and one on Sunday. So we're going to get those deals wrapped up. Um, and uh, maybe going to play a better round of golf on Sunday than I have in a while. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, one step at a time. Just, But that's the week coming up. Nice. Todd, you. My week is work hard, hard, hard in the next two days, and then I am uh, taking a trip down south come uh, come Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Gonna Florida? go. Uh, yes, yes. Todd, the streets are the streets are narrow there, so be careful. <laughs> Different. Uh, this is where Bill's been. I'm going to back. Either the dead or Tom Petty. Okay. No, he's talking about um, a bicycle outing I had. Oh, the um, streets are oh oh in That's right. I remember that. The street was like three lanes wide. It's narrow. We're not, we're not talking about it. But Bill, I ended I'm up actually, in the bushes. I'm actually going to where you were. Uh, we uh, met in uh, February, going to, oh, to, to Mom, Mom and Dad's uh, condo in Melbourne Beach. Oh, uh, okay. For a couple of days. Yeah. Meeting okay. the family there? Or? Good. Nope. Nope. Just, uh, just, um, just a low key long weekend. Um, while, while we still have that opportunity to go, we're all kind of spreading out, um, Dates, weekends kinda. just to, Good. yeah, Good. just to, you know, again, so really looking forward to that. Um, Friday's a big day. Looking forward to that and, uh, enjoying every day, feeling better every day, blessed every day. Life is good. Um, trying to stay positive and uh, going to really enjoy some beach time this week, boys. So cool. can't wait to talk to you again next Monday. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, guys, really quick for me, uh, closing with my third time client on a new build. Uh, we closed our house last uh, two weeks ago and we close on a new build tomorrow. Family of four, four kids under the age of six. So wow. God bless them. Oh, looking, are there any twins or triplets nope, in there? Nope. Just wow. looking forward to the bigger house. It's going to be awesome for them. They're so excited. Wow. Um, and a great buyer on their house, which was fantastic. Um, and then guys, I started working on my taxes today. I'm not sure if you got your taxes. Yeah, you, you got till July 15th. Yeah. I, I know 15th. I got till July 15th, but I, based on today, I, I, I might need that time. Cause it's, there's a lot I got to, figure out but uh get that done this week i uh, got some golf this weekend uh have a big big day coming up i know someone has a birthday on friday All right that's todd nice um, which means what 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 number i believe it's 48 you no 48 49 no 47 50 50 is it 50 sean how old are you and we I'm went 50, to college well, i'll be 53 yeah so I, yeah. it is 50 for you yeah yeah so, uh, and Todd was our, uh, Bill and Mal, uh, we had, I had eight groomsmen in my wedding. Mm, and wow. when you made the, when you made the cut, much like our Mount Rushmore, Todd was the, <laughs> Todd was number nine. <laughs> so nobody, you showed up as first alternate, but so, nobody so, backed out. So, so Todd at the time. <laughs> do we need to record this? Do we need to record Todd, this? Todd yeah, time, recording this? He was our, our videographer. Oh, there you go. That's um, awesome, Todd. It was it was Such tough nice to ask guy. him because we had Such to ask nice him guy. to film our wedding on his birthday. So our, oh, my wedding, my wedding anniversary is coming up on Friday. How many years? Twenty-seven. 
Wow. I tur- Congratulations. I turned, 20, I turned 23 on Sean's uh, birthday or anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was 93, <laughs> wow. right? You turned 23 on our wedding day, which is now my anniversary, day, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Oh, um, correct. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so that's on that's Friday. Nice. Um, so I got, I got golf and I got lost lyrics. So that's what, that's what 27 gets you. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Have a fun day, Rhonda. Cause you're going to get this to Sean. <laughs> uh, hey. hey, real quick. I'll give you mine real quick. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't go to bed. No worries. No worries. Uh, podcast guest tomorrow, Maya Paveza. Ooh. Sean, do you know that name? You, you've teased me on this one. Yes, I do know she, the name. I, she is. She's very is, interesting. This is, this is a, it's old school social media 101 for, for yep. real estate. Ari, yep. Ari, almost Ari Net, right? She is part of the Ari Net. Yeah, she, yeah. she had, um, maybe just she came in on the tail end of that group, but then she's, she's, uh, she knows all the, the gang. Uh, she's now working at Happy Grasshopper. In fact, she mentions in the episode about helping out one call, uh, Dylan, not Dylan, not Colin, Colin, Colin Malafronte, <laughs> Anthony. Really? So yeah, Maya works at, at Happy Grasshopper. She's running that Facebook group. Um, okay. What to say next or what to say yeah. now. Uh, so wow. it's, it's a good episode. And then I also interviewed Peter Stravamade this week. Nice. How good was that? Week. That was fun. Oh my God. We talked. Tell me you went more than 30 minutes. Oh, 45. And we talk, we talk sports and it's awesome to see the teams he's chosen as his American sports teams. I won't even tell you. You have to listen. It's, wow. well, I'll tell you guys. He's a Raiders fan, a Vegas Golden Knights. And he said, I'd be the Warriors, but I felt bad because it felt like I was just going top of the pops. And I'm like, top of the pops, top of the pops. That's what Australian, that mean, I guess. Right? Just <laughs> front runner, a front runner, I guess. Sure. Yeah. So anyways, that's the next two. And then tomorrow, and Anthony knows this girl, I'm interviewing Jessica Sweezy, a partner at Thousand Watts. Nice. So I've got a nice, nice stretch here. It's going to be a lot of fun. So. Good. That's it. Well, some, Good. Those are some I, smart people, right? There. I got, yeah, I got two good ones, Bill. I'm going to, I'll talk to you offline. Look, cool. long episode tonight, but listen, yeah. great, great Mount. You, you question yourself on it, but great Mount Rushmore chat tonight. Uh, and so good to have golf back. We went deep on golf. Um, on behalf of Bill and Todd and Mal, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the Stare Down.